0: Hey, you're listening to That Witchy Stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Today, we're going to talk about portable magic, ways that you can bring magic with you when you're away from home and your altar and your tools and everything else that you would normally use. Uh, So, obviously you can always use mind magic at any time and you don't have to have any tools, but it can be that having our tools, having the ingredients can make our intention, um, more, uh, more clear and our energies more focused. Um, so, so what do I mean by portable magic? Uh, The most common ways that I might use portable magic would be like a charm or an amulet or possibly a sigil, um, maybe runes um, or something like uh, a tincture or something like that. We've touched on some of these things in a couple of different episodes, Um, but I wanted to have an episode where we really go into it because... I think today I will be bringing some portable magic with me. Um, I'm really excited, actually. I'm going to a, a big rock and crystal sale. It's supposed to be like 6,000 square feet. And I'm, I'm going to be going with a friend, so I'm really excited to see her. Uh, but also, I'm really excited because I'm hoping that I can get some, um, some crystals that I'll be able to cut into uh, gemstones. Um, and... Before I could only make cabochons. So like those are the gemstones that are like, uh, they're rounded on top and they're flat on the bottom. Uh, but I've learned to facet now and, um, I'm a lot better at it than I expected to be. So, uh, that's exciting, but I don't have enough material to cut. (laughs) So I'm hoping I can find some things that I can cut there. Um, but there is a, a chance Not a very big chance, but there is a chance that I may run into some people there that I don't, um, I don't want to see and I don't, um, I don't exactly know how I would react if I did. So maybe I'll bring a little bit of portable magic with me. And if I happen to see them before they see me, (laughs) Maybe I can do something to, you know, um, just give me that little bit of assistance that I may need. Uh, so, so yeah, that's what got me thinking about it. Um, we've touched on some of these things in a couple other episodes too. I think I already said that. I don't remember. I'm a little bit sick. I have a sore throat and, you know, a little bit of a runny nose. I've taken a COVID test. It's not COVID. So, um, you know, it's just a regular summer cold, or possibly even allergies, or something. I don't know, but uh, I'm slightly spacey today. So, <laughs> if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. Um. Oh, but I have learned how to play with Anchor. Oh, the the app I used to uh, record these. I have learned how to play with it a little bit. Did you like my little um my little interlude music? Oh. I don't know if I'll keep that up, but I kind of like it. It's a little whimsical and and I like it. So yeah, portable magic. Uh so the reason that you may want to use portable magic instead of like mind magic, uh if you want to be able to have the benefit of using your tools and your ingredients and your, you know, altar or other magical space. Um but you don't want to release that energy into the universe yet. Um you want to be able to activate it when it's needed. Um, so so um I might use like a balm or a tincture or an infusion. Um so like a balm uh would be something that is in a thicker base. Um So I might use like coconut oil as the base and then, and warm that on the, on the stove. So it's melted. And then I would add my magical ingredients to it. Now You know, I normally work with herbs a lot. Um, but you could also add crystals or, you know, whatever, just be careful of your temperature and what kind of crystal you're using obviously. Um, but any of the, magical ingredients that you would normally use you can put into that coconut oil you can even add things like vibration and smoke and you know things like that it doesn't have to be just you know herbs that will infuse it okay so you put your ingredients in you do your magical working but you leave that energy in the coconut oil and then um after it has you know sort of steeped i guess you would say for a little while however long you feel it would be necessary then you can use um like a cheesecloth or something and strain that out and then put the coconut oil uh (laughs) concoction that's not really the right word the magically infused coconut oil into a container that you can carry with you like a little uh, tin or something like that. And then when you need to apply your magic, you can put it directly onto your skin. You can put it on your, like as like a lip balm, or you can put it on like your, your pulse points for whatever, you know, whatever thing that you're working on. I mean, it, it's all, up to you and how you might use it. You could put it on, you know, your dry elbows, it doesn't matter, but what it will do is then as that coconut oil absorbs into your skin, it will allow that magic to be released into you at that point. So like if I was going to into a situation where I felt like I needed to be strong, Maybe I would use, you know, pink peppercorns and rosemary, and um, I might use like some uh, incense and let the smoke waft onto the oil. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that would make me feel strong. Maybe particular uh, crystals like black tourmaline, tourmaline, um, and then. When I found myself in a situation where I uh, really needed that extra boost of strength, I could then put that um, onto my body in whichever way. I guess, depending on what you are using, um, you know, I guess that would really have a lot of impact on whether or not you would put it on your lips. But this is one of those where you. You are intending to put it onto your body. So you should make sure that you're not going to be using something that's going to absorb um, into your skin uh, with any level of like toci- toxicity or anything like that. And then, you know, there's some things that we use like, uh, uh, I can't remember what it, what it is now. Is it mugwort that people use in a fly anointment? I don't remember. But some of these things will absorb through your skin and are very mildly psychotropic. So be aware of what you're putting in there and whether or not it's, um, you know, a good idea, but that is another um, topic too is flying ointments. Uh, I think we'll do like an episode about that one day soon, but I, I don't want to do an episode until I have actually tried it myself and I I'm kind of scared to try it myself, so um and it's not because it's not because I'm scared it's dangerous it's just some of the stuff that uh people use with fly anointments um it induces uh vivid dreams and I already have vivid dreams, and I don't know if I want to I don't know if I want to have more vivid dreams um but anyway, that's not the point. One day we may have an episode about that uh so um on that same note though as the as the balm you might use um uh an infusion so that's where you have infused magical ingredients into just like water so you've made like a tea uh and you can drink that by the way or you may use like a tincture so that's usually into some sort of um alcohol usually vodka you could also use a um, an alcohol that's like 100 proof, like Everclear or um, some moonshine that uh, I guess it depends on your state, whether or not you're allowed to buy the moonshine. But um, but yeah, so it um, it uh, evaporates really quickly. And on that, uh, you know, you could also just use 99 percent rubbing alcohol Well, it's not rubbing alcohol at that point. You could use 99 percent isopropyl alcohol, uh, because it will absorb very, very quickly and leave behind the magical, uh, ingredients being activated. Um, and the, the way that you would use a tincture, you can drink it, um, or you can spray it into the air, things like that. Um, or you could spray it on other people. We did mention that in an episode, uh, but you know, you probably shouldn't. Uh, so yeah. Um, what other portable magic did I want to talk about? Oh, right. So charms and amulets, uh, typically when we say a charm or an amulet, I mean, we use those words sort of with the idea that it's, um, a necklace, but it really doesn't have to be a necklace. It can be, um, or it could be a ring or a bracelet or, you know, whatever. Or it can be literally any other thing that you can bring with you. Um, typically, the idea is that it's something smaller, uh, so you can carry it with you. But you could have even, I mean, I don't know, you could charm a briefcase if that's what you wanted to do, you know. But the point of, of having an amulet or a charm is for sort of a... Uh, it is a sort of a slow release energy, but it doesn't necessarily run out. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, When my mom and dad lived here, my dad was on hospice or he is on hospice. And, you know, hospice, I mean, the general idea is that it's end of life care. It's, it's care for like the last six months of life. Um, and he's been on it for many years now, like five, four or five years. Um, that's another story that is all about my mom. And I don't want to go into that. So, uh, he would have episodes where, you know, his health issues became suddenly more cute. And there were, you know, several times that we thought that he was dying. Um, And I mean, he he pulled through each time, obviously, but he, he, he was scared, you know, like it's scary when you know you're about to die, or at least you think you're about to die. And I could deal with the idea of him dying, but what I couldn't deal with was the idea of him being so scared about it. So I charmed an amulet and Uh, did I say that right? Did I charm an amulet? I guess I did. I guess that is what you would say. Uh, I charmed an amulet and I had him wear it and the purpose of it was just to give him peace, you know, so that he wouldn't be scared because I couldn't stop him from dying, but I was able to influence whether or not he had so much anxiety and he didn't know what I had done. I just gave him this, you know, this rock on a string, basically, and and told him not to take it off. And it legitimately helped a lot. Um, he wasn't scared anymore. Uh, and he did have episodes again, you know, shortly after that, you know, a couple weeks after that. And, and he was he was okay, you know, like emotionally, I mean, so that kind of magic, that kind of portable magic would be, um, it can be something that is activated when it's needed, or it can be something that is always there. It sort of surrounds the person or whatever with that energy that you've put into it. Um, and charm and amulet, I think I already said, it's basically the same thing. Um, but it does seem like it works best if it's something that you have on your body. Okay. So what else do we have? Um, sigils and runes and things of that nature. So a rune, you know, is, um, a symbol that is, of a specific set. I'm pretty sure that they're all like Celtic or Nordic, something like that. But, uh, I'm sure that other areas would have, um, same kind of thing. It's basically a non modern, uh, writing system. (laughs) I don't know exactly, but the way we use them as witches, um, is, Each one has a set meaning Mm -hmm. and, um, what, uh, each one has a set meaning and you could use it for specific things like strength or protection or, you know, peace or something like that. Um, I don't work much with runes, so I don't really know exactly, but I do know that, that they can be very useful. Now, a sigil is is, uh, very similar. There are, like, pre-existing sigils that you can use. But mostly what I I think is the most effective way to use a sigil is to make your own. Um, And we may have an episode later that goes more in-depth. But really, a sigil is any sort of... um, any sort of symbol that elicits a particular thing. Um, now that can be like a company logo is essentially a sigil. Like if you see the logo for like Starbucks, you know, you get a feeling of, I mean, well, I guess depending on your views, maybe you want the coffee or maybe you get a feeling of like the, the snobbery, the coffee snobbery that may or may not be associated with it um so but it elicits a feeling either way right um so when you're using a sigil magically like i said there are pre-existing sigils that you can use but normally what you would want to do would be to um narrow your your purpose that you're working on narrow it down to just a couple of words and then they're Are different ways to do it you can look them up or maybe we'll have an episode about it i don't know but the way i've used it before would be uh like to narrow my purpose down into a couple of words and then like remove all the vowels and the repeated letters and stuff like that until i have just a couple of letters um well maybe not a couple you know like i've have reduced it to the fewest letters possible without any vowels um and then sort of uh write each one of those letters one on top of the other and then from that try to make a um a shape that is uh appealing to you but also is um significant you know like you don't want it to be just aesthetically appealing you want it to be significant in in like knowing that that's what this is for. Um, For example, if you wanted to quit smoking, um, you could write out the phrase, I don't smoke, and then uh, like eliminate all the vowels from that. So that would leave you with what, like S-M-K-D-N-T... Oh, well, I did that backwards. (laughs) It would leave you with D-N-T-S-M-K. And then um, none of those letters are repeated, I don't think. So then you would write them one on top of the other. And then make whatever uh, shape that is going to be your final sigil. It can look any way you want it to look. It doesn't even have to be like that. You could draw a circle with a dot inside of it and make that be your sigil. It doesn't matter as long as you are thinking about your purpose and um, refining your intention as you're working on it. So then now you have come up with what your sigil will look like and now you need to use it. So you might, um, I've written it, I've used the sigil on my, uh, I wrote it on my inner wrist and, um, it, it worked. It was very effective. Uh, I was out of my ADHD medicine one time and like, I don't know if I just took more throughout the month than I, than I realized, or maybe I lost some somehow or other, I don't know, but I wound up with a day that I didn't have any of my medication and um I was nervous about it so I made a schedule about you know how focused I am or something and I wrote that on my inner wrist in a marker and I really got a lot of work done that day. And there's always you know for me whenever I'm doing any kind of magic on myself there's always The aspect of there's always the aspect of like, you know, is it psychosomatic, but in a good way? But I think really that doesn't matter. You know, if it worked, whether it worked because I believed it worked or it worked because it was magical. They're one in the same, you know, I mean, magic won't work if I don't believe it's going to work. But also. It like it doesn't matter which which one the answer is like the end result still happened and that's the part that matters um so sigils can be really uh really helpful i don't use them very much but they can be really good um you can also put sigils on various things you know maybe you write it into uh the cover of a book or maybe you put sigils inside your child's book bag for school you know Um, so they can be very 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 portable I think they're probably one of the most portable and easily accessible uh, kinds of portable magic out there Um, I think we will have a whole episode about that coming up really soon there are certain you know, kind of types of, of, um, witchcraft that tend to use sigils a lot more. Um, I know chaos magic usually uses it a lot more. Speaking of that, well, I'll tell you at the end, at the end of the episode, I have an announcement, (laughs) but you have to wait. Um, so, uh, so, uh, an altar. A portable altar. And when I say portable altar, I don't mean that as an altar like when you, um, where you may have like representations of each of the elements or maybe you have representations of various gods or goddesses and so on and so forth. I just mean a place where you do your magical working. Um, so if you can find like an um, Altoids tin. They work really well for it. I think sucretes may make a tin. Anything that's like about the size of a deck of cards and is uh, one of those little metal boxes type of things, you could technically use a a box that a deck of playing cards goes into. You can use whatever you want. You can use a, a Ziploc bag if, if that's what works for you. It doesn't matter. But uh, Altoids tin tends to be... Um, you know uh secure it's not going to come open it's not going to get crushed things like that so um but regardless the purpose is that you can put into this thing um the things that you would use in your magical space at at home or whatever um you might put like a, a couple of birthday cake candles in there you know like the little like blue and white twisty stripy, whatever Um, they're small, they only burn for, you know, five minutes or so, but that's long enough for you to do a magical working. Um, you can put, uh, some packets of herbs in there, you know, um, you might want to like, uh, sort of wrap them in like wax paper or something like that so that they stay, um, separated and, uh, usable, you know um you could put different crystals in there small pieces of crystals obvi- obviously and if you look hard enough you can get you can actually buy crystal chips they're very t- very small um but if you like to work with with crystals and that's where you feel like your energy is more focused more powerful you can absolutely get a lot of crystals in there um let's see what else could you put in there you could put a little vial of water or oil um i mean honestly you could put a you could even put like a little bell a tiny little bell um you can do basically anything that you would have on your regular altar you can have in your book bag or purse or whatever you know keeping the glove box of your car whatever also a box of matches um would be very beneficial in there. Uh so when you're using something like that, that is like literally portable magic um where you are going to it's going to be a type of thing where you need to use um you need to separate yourself and be able to pull the energy in and and focus and refine and and do all that stuff that you would normally do. Uh, But in this way, you can be away from home, but still have your full set of, well, maybe not your full set of tools. I guess you can't really fit a wand in there or an athame, or, you know, whatever else. But you can have your set of tools and everything that you would normally use to work magic, um, but uh, on the go. Um, The only thing, the only drawback to that is that, you, you aren't able to, um, I mean, you still have to be able to get into that headspace and everything. Whereas with the other things you've gotten into that headspace ahead of time, you have put your magic into it and you are, um, sort of activating it later on. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's all I have about portable magic. Um, but I did get excited for a minute there and I'm, I'm ready to tell you why. So if everything goes according to plan, we will have our first guest speaker on the next episode. And I'm super stoked. Uh, I, I've had a conversation with him already. Um, and he's great. He speaks very well. I think you're, you're all going to love him. He could really do his own podcast. I don't even know why he's coming on here when he could just do his own but that's okay because i feel like we're really going to benefit from it um but uh we will be talking about um chaos magic uh particularly his 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 take on chaos magic which is kind of more along the same lines as mine um i'll wait and i'll let him explain everything but uh i think you're gonna like him and i'm excited I'm excited for the next episode uh we will probably do that one as um an hour-long episode um so uh yeah be sure to to look for that and if you have if you have any ideas for um topics if you want to um add your voice to our community whether it is online or on an episode let me know um Look for us on Twitter, uh, stuff underscore witchy. And then on Facebook, just look for that witchy stuff in groups. Um, There are a couple of questions that you got to answer at the beginning. I've been letting people in without answering those questions, but I'm going to put, I'm going to stop because I need to know that the people who are coming in are um, serious about be in a community, and not, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know, why do we ever answer all those questions in groups? Just answer the questions, it's not hard, please. Um, anyway, my point that I was, that I was attempting to make there was, uh, let me know if you would like to be, um, a a guest speaker on one of our episodes, and, I think that I would hope that you all know and I would hope that you all know me enough by now to know that I'm not difficult to like get along with or whatever. Um, And if you're worried that maybe you don't have enough to say, but you you have some to say, let me know that too, because we can have more than one guest on at a time or we can. Do whatever it takes to make it where you feel comfortable speaking, um, including not using your name or area or anything like that. However, if you do have a sort of a a witchy presence, um, business-wise, social media-wise, whatever, uh, I I would love to link to that and um, share your offerings with, um, with all of our listeners. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's all. I've got to get ready to go to this, this rock show. I'm, uh, I'm already a little later than I intended to be. So, uh, yeah, I will catch you guys later. Be witchy.